Hello, everybody. Today's guest has a unique title. So, um, in my fraternity, we switch rooms every semester, which can be a little bit annoying, but it's cool because it gives us the opportunity to get to room with multiple guys and get to know them very well. And so I've roomed with a few people two semesters, um, maybe like seven or eight guys, so actually a good amount. And But today's guest is the only person I've ever roomed with two semesters in a row. And so I present Jacob Davis. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? Jacob, thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. So I wanted to get back to a conversation we were having before this about uh, social media and um, the good things and bad things about it. So if you want to touch on that a little bit. Absolutely. So obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but for my, me at least, the absolute best part about social media and I guess phones, electronics in general, is the ability to stay in touch with people. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, but the the negative side comes in so many ways, whether it's mental mental health of how people are perceiving me on Instagram or just time that I'm spending on TikTok, like we were saying, or what else is bad about it? I think it just really just like the mental effects it has on you is the number one but that like stems off into very different yeah. i think i think, the, I think the, one of the one of the other worst things i see is just the 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 false perception of reality that it gives people not only about themselves but just about the way others live and so then now you're thinking about all these things that just aren't how the world really works and yeah it's just none of it is real. No, exact the the um, I think it was over the summer that uh, on the plane when that one lady was calling someone, oh, you're not a real yeah. person, you're not a real yes. yes, like none of it, nothing is real, nothing is real. And it's like everyone is so bought into the fact that like we have to put this version of ourselves out there and make it seem like we're this way. I don't even know if that's our intention, but mm-hmm. it's just like. Everyone is like taking part in it. Everyone on there. If you see their inst- like Instagram posts, Instagram feed, it's like not really how they are nine times out of ten in real life. So it's just, I think it's just dangerous because it changes the way we look at others, and then also the way we look at ourselves. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier how you transferred to Wabash from IU, and so there are gonna be some some natural changes from all-male to a much smaller school and also being in Crawfordsville. But I want to know, what's something that being here now a little over a year, what's something in your experience that you did not expect? How well I'd be learning here at Wabash. Okay. Like, having a smaller classroom I thought would be kind of a worse thing, and that's what I'm used to coming from a small town, but... Um, I didn't think it'd translate well over to, like, a college scenario. Um, but, like, just, like, the quality of teachers here and, like, how involved you are in each class just, like, really surprised me. Because um, I didn't think Wabash would have, like, these great professors that I'd really, like, want to learn from and that they teach well. But they have, like, a great staff here. That's the thing. You you might You might think to yourself – 
Wyhurst is not going to have good professors because who the heck would want to teach uh, in Crawfordsville in the middle of nowhere? But some some things that I've picked up slash put together over the years are, first off, the the professors that are here do really love what they do, The not only their research, but particularly the teaching uh, aspect of that. And one of the, one of, you know that because at Wabash, there's no TAs. Um, we do have, we call them TAs. There are a few um, language TAs through the Fulbright program. And, but they're, they're not TAs in the traditional TA sense, as in they're not teaching class. They do host some, you know, their own outside study sessions. Um, but so outside of that small exception, there's like, for example, there is no physics TA, there's no math TA. It's with my professor and classes. And, and then the awesome, the most awesome part are office hours. And just about all the professors that I've had here have had almost every single day for an hour minimum, but usually it's closer to like two hours a day. You can go into their office and maybe someone else is in there, so you wait 10 minutes and then you have their full attention for as long as you need. And that that's something that I was used to from high school as well. And the one of those things I think I probably take for granted that my mom looks sad because she went to IU and she just is flabbergasted about. Yeah, I mean, everyone's, like, bought in to Wabash and, like, the idea of Wabash being, like, this small, tight-knit school. So I think that's, like, the number one best thing about being here is just that, that like, tightness. I don't know. It, it It's very welcoming and warm. And that's just, like, also outside of, like, the classroom with, like, fraternities and all of that. Like, anywhere you go here on campus, you just – feel a part of something yes and that that was very much my experience and so I, I guess I'll talk on that a bit when I was choosing where I wanted to go to college um, Wabash was one of the options but certainly was not my number one like I want to go there uh, when, when I was a junior in high school my dad went here and I didn't even know much about it he didn't talk about it all that much and so then when junior year rolled around and he asked if I was thinking about Wabash I kind of gave him like I mean why would I kind of response Mm -hmm. but I knew I could run track here and so that was one of the one of the kind of initial enticements and so I, I took a visit and on that first visit when it was like the spring of my junior year I remember going back to track practice at high school the next day and telling my coach, who also went here, but telling him, yeah, I think I'm going to go to Wabash. And so here we are now. And what drew me, what made me have such a feeling was what you're talking about, the welcoming, the brotherhood. It, it's We talk about nothing being real on social media. The brotherhood is completely real on campus here. And, yeah, it it – it brought me here. And that's that's another part that whether it's the deans or people in admissions talk about that my story is not unique. There are there are many guys who aren't so sure and then that first visit on campus and all of a sudden they're they're 
they want to, they're wanting to come here as well. Absolutely. And one thing I'm like looking forward to in about like 10 years is looking back at Wabash and just seeing how like ridiculous it was, you know, because it really is like something you just have to like experience to really know. Because if you explain like Wabash and what we do here to someone who's at like NYU, some like out of state big school, they're going to look at you like like it doesn't even take place on earth you know like an all-male school in the middle of indiana 800 people it it just sounds absurd and then you tell them about like chapel singing stuff it just you don't you don't really realize the uniqueness of it until after you're gone you know yeah and something else something else i need to speak on so the and this goes along with brotherhood and last episode i mentioned now you know i'm i'm excited for the future and having my own place and you know being a being a real big boy that was weird i might cut that (laughs) (laughs) i say big boy job a lot but that was different (laughs) and having a big boy job but the something i didn't touch on with tanner uh, at least on the mic is he was talking about this afterwards is there's something that is missing when this Tanner talking really, but I know what he's saying. There's something that is missing when you leave Wabash. And so while we're here, not only do we have a bunch of our best friends in the house steps away that we can hang out with all the time. There's also lots of good friends uh, on campus in other fraternities or in the independent living units who are at three, four, five minute max walk away. And so it's always fun hanging out with those guys as well. And the on, on a big school, at a big school at, at a Purdue, you've got, you still got your friends, but maybe they're 20 minutes away. It's just a little more inconvenient. So it's not all, but in the grand scheme, maybe that's not all that different, but Going from college to life after college, especially when it is like, because law school might be a bit of an exception for me because, you know, it's a similar environment. But whenever it is time for that real world life and job and whatnot, the mere ability to hang out with people is diminished so much. And it becomes like a full on event to just hang out with people because you got to get them to your place or go to theirs and make the, what, 25-minute drive sometimes. And it's – so I, I think that's something with my uh, re- remaining days here that I'm also going to be cognizant of and really relish my ability to hang out with people. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying 100%. I didn't really, like, think about that. I think it's just because – obviously the smallness of campus and also just with like at a bigger school, like there's just so many different ways of life at Purdue Mm -hmm. versus like here it's, you know, you're all bought into this one idea. And so like that makes making relationships and being able to really just like go up to anyone, have a bunch, like an abundance of friends. um, It makes it so easy here. And when you go out into like the workforce or whatever, when you, graduate it's going to be a lot more difficult to like make those connections and just have those abilities to um make them are you going to sneeze uh, maybe not i totally was going to yeah 
I don't know. Even now, like when you're in college, it's so hard to like organize and get a hold of your friends from like home. At least me, you know. Like I had to like schedule it a month ahead. Like, hey, let's do this date on Saturday. Like, lock it in. But here, it's just so easy. Like, you can almost just like walk up to any house and just like visit your friends pretty yeah. much. Yeah, and that's, dude, that's something else of kind of thinking about the future and what it holds. Both my Wabash friends and my non-Wabash friends who are getting these jobs in Ohio and um, some in Indy, but some just not close at all to Indy. It's like they, they're they're not going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be another part do I don't do you want to like move away like that far is I, that something you want to do I interesting enough it's almost like I'm back in last week because this thought came to my head with Tanner but I don't think I actually got around to saying it so Tanner and I were talking about family and its importance and how much um, we both enjoy spending time with them and and, but I don't think I actually got around to the point that because I really do enjoy what I have right now, being close to my family, I think Indiana is the place for me. Um, and that's not to say I'm not going to spread my wings and fly a little bit, whether that's with the Marines, wherever they'll take me, and potentially going somewhere further for law school. But once it's all said and done and time to actually settle down, uh, I, I'm pretty happy in Indiana because it's been home. Um, but then again, you know, the way life works out, can't can't say that with 100% confidence that I'll be here, but uh, definitely leaning towards that. How about you? I don't know, dude. I feel like I need to just throw myself into an unfamiliar place and just thrive. Yeah. You know, because I feel like you gain so much, like, personality wise and just like becoming your own person like finding yourself in this like different environment I feel like you know everyone should do that at least some point um in their lives which is why study abroad is so emphasized here I completely agree and that's for the longest time I 100% wanted to get out of state for law school because I thought I thought I needed to exactly what you're saying be somewhere different and learn to live in that environment. And now while that's still an option, the whether it's IU or Notre Dame, somewhere somewhere in Indiana is much, much higher on the table now again. Partially, especially more IU for the um, financial reasons. But also something that I've that I thought about was yeah, it's still Indiana, but A, it's not Crawfordsville. And B, probably a little bit more important, IU Bloomington, I guess you, you might be the perfect person to speak on this, IU Bloomington is still a completely different environment than Wabash, and I, it, would, it would take me, it'll be this different, very different experience nonetheless, you know? Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. IU is, it's its own beast, honestly. Yeah. It, it compared to Crawfordsville is just... I mean, you have to just spend time at IU. But it's also, like, pretty familiar. I don't know. You get accustomed to it kind of quickly. Sure. Um, rather than, like, just someplace entirely new. 
where you can't like have a hour ride back home, you know, to see family. I do get that. I do get that. And that's a little the I get the the new the the LSAT that I took in December. I'll get that score on Wednesday, hopefully a little higher and then try and get most of the applications for law school in by the end of the month so we'll and then start hearing back like december january so we, we got a bit we got a bit but yeah we'll, we'll we'll see what happens are you trying to are you finding it like hard to stay focused on like the stuff here like a wabash in these last few months before you you know take off and start something completely new yeah it has been difficult difficult Partially because I have to give so much attention to law school right now because of the applications and the letters of recommendation that I have to ask for and meeting with my advisors and writing these personal statements that have to be tailored for the, each individual school. And so it's like in that in that case, it's hard to not look ahead when that is part of what I am already doing is, is preparing for that law school life. But... Um, I, I think I am doing a good job of being able to focus on my studies and everything else here. And like this past, so we're, you know, at the tail end of homecoming week now. It's still got a couple of big things to go, but, you know, it's it's not like I let up and totally wasn't here for the homecoming aspect and everything. So I, I would say it's not too bad. Well, that's good, yeah. Important to uh, finish strong. Yes. Here, dude, I just, I don't know. I think of myself in like three years from now, like post-graduation, like, I don't I don't know. It's going to be, like, it's so different that, like, I, I can't even, like, imagine where I'm going to be at. Well, because do you have any sort of plan? Dude, that's the problem. Not really. <laughs> I'm just kind of free-balling it here, you know? Um, with, like, I don't... I have this, like, problem with being, like, so focused on, like, now and, like, the present to where I'm not really thinking about, like, my overall trajectory, which I've gotten a little better at. But, but you like, know, that that's not the worst problem to have. It isn't. Because I think, I think being focused on now is a really, really good thing. And also, you know, opportunities, they come. They come, and if, if you're focused on now, then... You sh- you should be theoretically prepared for when they do come. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that too much, especially being here. The you, you when senior year rolls around, like they sent me career services emailed all of the seniors a few different jobs that are looking for senior applicants, and you know at this point you know I'm all set, not all set, but all all. What's the phrase I'm looking for? Oh, I'm I'm moving forward, completely trying to get into law school. I yeah. cannot think of the idiom I'm looking for. But I looked at I looked at what they were saying. I was like, dang, that would be a sweet job to have. So I mean, there's the literal like connections here with campus services, campus services, career services, and what they can do for you. Um, and then you know just random things that may or may not pop up and present themselves as opportunities. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I I feel like I haven't gotten over that aspect of, like, no, I, I don't think I can write down or 
like decide on what I want to do for the next like 10 years of my life, 20 years of my life. Like that's such a, a huge decision to make. And you know, so mm-hmm. I don't think I'm ready to like, just like sit down and really plan it all out. Cause I, I, I don't, I don't like seeing the end of the road. Yeah. You know? Like it's, it's kind of like a scary thought. Um, like that, this is going to be your thing, whether that's like a profession or like, I, I don't know. And that's, and that's how I felt for a while about a lot of things too. So like talking about the college search again, even though I, in my heart knew I was coming to Wallabash for the longest time, you know, cause when you're a senior in high school, that's all anyone ever asks you. I would say, Oh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Even though I knew. And, and then, yeah, I talked about like career wise and what you want to do especially here where we do emphasize, oh, you know, you'll find something. You don't need to decide what you want to do at this moment. Um, the whole kind of liberal artsy part of it. Someone who really um, knocked my socks off and did not have that kind of attitude was my uh, advisor coming in freshman year. So Dr. Brown, who he was, he was the chair of the physics department but it, it rotates between them, so he's, he's not at the moment. But So I'm, I'm coming in, and we're, we're Zooming together, and the, though I had an interest in the law, like we're just saying, I, I didn't, I didn't want to commit myself to anything, you know. It was kind of that mentality of let's see what happens. And he asked me, so what do you want to do with your life? And I was first just completely surprised that a Wabash professor was even asking that because I thought the whole Wabash thing was um, not having to have that figured out right away. Mm. And so I I didn't give him a great answer. And he was telling me, hey, you know, you don't have to have things, you know, to a T planned out, but you're, you're coming to college. It's probably a good idea to have an idea of the reason that you're here and so that was a, a, he's definitely right, and a different perspective than kind of the typical, oh, you know, you'll eventually figure something out. Yeah, I mean, eventually, like, graduation is going to happen, and you're going to need to know what you're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's 100% uh, real. And on the other hand, though, it's like, I, I still do stand by that, you know, you don't have to have your final final plan because I mean you hear about guys who 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 don't have it figured out and they work something and they don't like it or guys who think they do but end up not liking it and then they find what's right for them so you know um to summarize I think you'll be okay oh yeah a hundred percent you know it's it's just like part of my journey you know everyone's journey is gonna be different so you know it's just about finding what's right for me. That's why I'm like a big, big advocate for like traveling and like doing things you normally wouldn't do. Cause it just like puts you in a place of discomfort that like causes a lot of reflection and self-reflection of like what you want to do with life, you know? Is there an experience you've done something you wouldn't normally do that was really profound for you? <sighs> really profound. Um. I want to say, like, anything like that. Just, like, the most, like, self-reflection I've gotten is probably just, like, traveling and, like, seeing different places. I don't really like putting myself... Oh, okay. Well, traveling where? I've been 
let's see here, Mexico, um, went to Europe um, towards the end of high school, right before college. So just like, I don't know, seeing different like ways of life made me like kind of like re reevaluate like what I wanted to do like um, with the next 10 years of my life. I don't know, like I've contemplated, you know, living in a different country for a while, like at post-graduation. That's why I'm like taking German right now. Um, I had an exchange student who came and like he, he kind of like introduced me to like a different like culture almost because I was so used to just like one like way of life, which was just like the American life. And he told me all about Germany. I said, you know, I have to like really get out and see these different ways of life to figure out like what I want to do. You know, So I don't think I've put myself in any like hard positions, but just like hearing and seeing different like perspectives and ways of living just has been very impactful. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Do you travel much? Um, I guess yes, not really, no, kind of, sort of, maybe. Um, I, my, my big one, I had that one week Rome, tri Rome trip, which was awesome. Um, and I don't think any, not much like true travel in the sense of immersing yourself and getting to, I guess I went to Puerto Rico for like five days back in high school. Um, and that was a great time, but that was, you know, probably a little more touristy than traveling. If yeah. that distinction makes sense. Definitely. Um, but like I've, I've mentioned, these six weeks in Europe that I'll be doing beginning of next year, that'll be that'll pretty be huge. Yeah. I think like any like traveling done that's like super touristy or with like a, a school group isn't real traveling just because like you don't have that like freedom to roam and really because you're sure. kind of like on your own like like track of you have to do this, this. So like I don't I don't think you get much freedom yeah. um, with that. It's like one of the biggest things with traveling is like that that freedom to do do anything do anything yeah yeah are you ready for those uh the nightclubs and stuff in Spain you're gonna be hitting I uh, I don't know if that's completely my scene um, yeah I'll, I'll see what see what it's about uh, but yeah I I'm I'm more interested in seeing places and meeting people outside of that context yeah. Well, I heard it's, like, just very different, almost to the point where, you, like, you need to see. At yeah, least that, that's, that's why I'm saying, like, I, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Definitely. Yeah, that's crazy. They're going to be in Spain pretty soon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to January. January? End like of January. You or? I was talking about them. When oh, them? Going? Isn't it, like, Oh, them, 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 them. Uh, October, yeah. Mm, nice. Yeah. Well, speaking of travel, I'm actually going to Europe in two weeks. Yes, you mentioned that. For is that what is that what you were on the phone for this morning too? Yeah, I okay. was uh, my uh, supervisor. Gotcha. I was talking to her about. Yeah, I'm going to to London. And you're seeing who? Um, sister, sister. She's studying abroad. Yes. Gotcha. Studying at some like university in London. I don't know. Uh, some Notre Dame program put mm. her there. So. Pretty excited with that. You're going for two weeks? Yeah. Dang. It's going to be uh, quite the time. I haven't, I haven't been to London 
since I was like 16 and I just did not get to like fully experience it. I was like too caught up in what was going on back home. And I think at that like early of an age, you just can't like appreciate stuff enough. No, yeah. You know? Especially when traveling. It's just, yeah, I don't I'm a big advocate of traveling when you're a bit older, probably like 18. Yeah. Just because you really can't appreciate much um, at a young age. Like, if you're like how 11 b- years old. 11, yeah, the- but I was just saying, how, how big of a difference is 18 and 16? Pretty big. I mean, you got to think about where your, like, priorities are. You can drive a car when you're 16. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like, my priorities when I was 16 was playing video games texting girls and what big things are going on in Washington, you know, just like you don't really have your sights focused on like being present in the moment. Um, and so like, you can't really like appreciate what's going on around you when you're in those places where you should be. Okay. You know, like I got to see like all the, we went to like Stonehenge and all that. I barely remember it. Cause oh, I was like, Oh dude, Stonehenge is so cool. And that was Not, when, I haven't been there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like way, it was before they, uh, they put up fences around it too. Mm. Cause right now it's like fenced off. I didn't even know that. That's things. So I was one of the last, I guess group of, not group of people, but like, it was like one of the last years where yeah. you could actually like go into the Stonehenge and like touch the stones almost. Yeah. And so Stonehenge is, um, similar to the pyramids in Egypt in that they're not really sure how they were able to construct it slash erect it back in the day. Yeah, I think Stonehenge is a, a bit more reasonable to say humans made it. Yeah. I, I mean, I have no explanation for the pyramids, though. That yeah. one makes zero sense. The You think aliens? I don't... Dude, it makes more sense than how, like, humans would have managed to put it all up to, like, that degree of perfection. The, the precision in, like, the northeast-southwest and the ratios and it's even like, just the weight that they're moving. Yeah, like, someone had to have had, like, an iPhone or something back then to figure all that out. Because you can't just figure that out with no technology. There's just no way, like, that level of accuracy. I don't know. But also, I don't think I... I don't think I believe in aliens having visited Earth or having contact with us. It's just, like, so improbable. You think? Yeah. No, I, don't, I don't think there's any aliens relatively close to us because they would have... We wouldn't know, you know. I feel like they would have revealed themselves at some point or, you know, we'd have, like, one massive visitation where they're, like, you know, hey, we're, we're here, you know, but, like, nothing. And, like, you can say there's, like, one big conspiracy to hide it all. But that's, like, too big of a conspiracy to hide something that big. But you do think aliens exist? Yeah, I mean, they have to. But at the same time, I don't know. That's, like... I don't know if they have to. I think they probably do, but I don't know if they have to. They're probably just, like, bacteria. Or just, like, microbes. Okay, but, like, something living at all. Yeah. And it, like... And this is... And this goes into what you believe about God and how the world was made and the... Because I think I think most people, you know, take as as giving the Big Bang and 
even though I'm in astrophysics right now, not that I really know how that all works, but like there was a boom and here we are, right? And just I can I can see I can see a case where it is, hey, God did that and had this one place where he wanted uh, life to be born, and that was Earth, and that's us. There, there, there's a universe in which I, I definitely believe that there are no other living things, but the vastness of the universe and just what, what, everything that we don't know. It also seems likely that you know there probably are living things somewhere else, and so then. That begs the question of what I believe about God with my Catholic views of how does he interact with those extraterrestrials and are they are they like us? Are they are they human? If they're not, does that change everything? Like you know what I'm saying? Because if if they're if they're human then it's pretty easy to rationalize, and it's like, okay, then God has a very similar relationship with this earth. But actually, no, it's not easy, because even if they're not human, it's like, did God send Jesus to this other planet to save them? Maybe maybe that planet didn't need Jesus. I think it just, like, complicates it. If they're not human, then it's like, how, what is this relationship with, say, they're the green comic book aliens or movies or whatever mm-hmm. just like does that fundamentally change our place in the world because it's like because at least the catholic view of we believe that we were made in the image of god mm-hmm. and then you know with jesus being human and then it's like maybe maybe these green aliens are also part of the image of god i i think it just like contradicts what we believe almost you think so yeah 100 percent. because like i feel i feel like with the way it's written it's kind of saying that we're like actually i don't know because i mean we could be like more special than them in the eyes of god i don't know that's why he made us one way and then the green aliens on mars a different way you know i don't i don't know i feel it's, it's so complicated you like you can talk about it you can talk in like circles, go in circles here for hours, and you just, I don't, I don't, like, you can't come up with like a correct, like, conclusion. I don't know. No. Not even correct, just like a conclusion that makes sense. Because either, I feel like either one's right or one's wrong. Either aliens exist or God exists, you know? Wait, I don't think what? they can I didn't coexist. realize that's what you were saying. I don't saying. think they can coexist. I don't, because I, I feel like it contradicts like our teachings. Almost. Mm, I know where you're coming from, and I know that we have you know, different faiths, and so maybe, maybe our teachings are completely different. Um, and I know that, like, I think of, like, the kind of Renaissance olden days when they would kill you if you even um, suggested that maybe the Earth wasn't the center of the world, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so I know that that's different, but... I guess the question is, if you think that aliens say, so you're saying you think we find aliens out there that you're going to think, okay, God doesn't exist. 
and I know it's maybe not that black and white. Uh, like maybe the the way we understand our understanding God, of God. Yeah. Okay, and that's fair. Because that's the cause something else I know that we've talked about before is um, if if it's not this God that you and I believe in, that there's some being that created the universe because. Oh, there's no way that there wasn't, and so you you still would say even if we found aliens that yeah some I think yeah I think the better entity better explain myself I think our understanding of God okay would be like just like refuted almost or like I don't know if that's the right word I don't know if that even has to be true at least from my beliefs because the God I believe that God created humanity humanity to share in his love and so i don't i don't think that it's impossible for god to have created other beings to do the same thing okay yeah uh i guess like my understanding of it is like i see god having created us because like I, I like we're special i guess yeah and that like I don't think that any, like, other creations of his, like, would exist. I, like, I, no. And I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying of, like, of especially when you look at the at Genesis and the Earth context of humans being much more special than the birds and the animals mm-hmm. and the f- fish. Is that kind of like, yes, uh, we are special. And to, to bring this term back, how we were made unlike the birds and the animals that we were made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I see what you're saying. So I just I just don't under, I guess we can't really. Yeah, it's I mean it's one of those. Understand like why other aliens would exist if we're meant to be special, you know? For sure. Yeah, and, and but dude, just how big that the universe is. It's like. There's so many layers to it. Isn't there, like, other dimensions, too? Well, that... Well... Has, has that been proven, or... I guess... It's just, okay. It, so that even depends on what you mean by dimension. So there is, like... Like, there are, there are you know, more than three dimensions. So, like, there's the fourth and fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. And our minds can't comprehend that. But, yes, that's part of our universe... Now, I think what you're getting at is, like, the multiverse theory. Well, yeah. And so other universes. Mm-hmm. And that, no, that has not been proven. That's a theory, um, and that's one that who knows. But so one of the – so in physics, though, to educate you all a little bit, there's something called dark matter. There's also dark energy. Uh, but there's dark matter. And basically the short explanation is – so, you know, gravity and stuff, you know, we're on the Earth right now, toying us down, gravity. Different equations uh, that explain uh, the motion of planets and, like, this kind of galactic motion, um, including the force of gravity, they wouldn't be right if it only included the known matter of the universe, the regular matter that we know of our se- like whether it be ourselves 
in this table that we're sitting at or or even like other planets in the sun so like that's kind of like that regular matter and so i think it only accounts for like 20 percent of matter and then like i think they say 80 percent is dark matter but dark matter they don't it's not a thing there's there's not there's not dark matter sitting out in space the physicists astrophysicists they just tell us that there is this dark matter that has to exist to account for lots of things in the world and i might have butchered that a little bit but i think that's mostly correct and so one theory to explain dark matter is the multiverse theory because they're saying well maybe these parallel universes um interact with our universe in such a way that that entire universe or versus is the dark matter that influences okay. us. Yeah. But to kind of go back to your initial, the whole multiverse and Doctor Strange multiverse of madness thing, yep. that is not like a scientific proof. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just like there's so many just complicated things out there just about our existence it's it's insane. yeah well and that's like one of those like you know we wake up every you and i right now we wake up every day we go to class we do our homework and you know we're doing that to try and graduate get our degrees so that we can have a job and live our lives and do that but then when you take that step back yes. and think what who why am i here who am i not in the sense of, not in the sense of like, who is Thomas Hoven, uh, with his family and life and such, but who am I in the sense of existence? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I and I think if you like keep like you know zooming out. You just you'll get nowhere with it almost in terms of like connecting it to where, like your place in all of it. So it I, I, that it, it's a big problem, you know. But that's why you can't like sit and sit here and think about those things because then it like because you go crazy. You go crazy and then you'll lose focus on the stuff that is important, which sure. is like your day to day things, you know, your interactions with other people. So it's it, it's like you got to keep your focus here and grounded rather than you know worrying about this it's nice to think about it from time to time yeah and like get small glimpses of it which is why traveling and seeing new places is such like an important thing because like that is like healthy reflection because it like it it makes you wonder about your place in the world rather than like your place in like the universe like you know it, it scales down it scales I like that a though better, I do like you know? that yeah yeah, I don't know. You, you can just get lost in, Dude. like, that kind of stuff. Have you gone to, like, any, like, rabbit holes on, like, YouTube or just, like, you know, research with, like, this kind of stuff? Not a ton. Not a ton. Um, it's, which I would, I would like to do a little bit more of just hearing people's theories and everything. Yeah. I, I've, I don't know. I, like, looked at... I've gone down the rabbit hole a little bit, yeah. but it just got, like, so confusing where my, like, like my brain was hurting after, like, 10 or 15 videos. It, it's just, like, watching stuff you can't understand and will never understand, so it's just, it, it just hurts. What's your, like, 
vision for this podcast? Like, are you going to stop doing it once you're done here? What's the plan with that? I hope to continue this um, at least indefinitely right now. So no, so not stop. And even I've, I've, I've even thought ahead to when I, when it is time to leave for a year of hopefully recording um, six, maybe a couple, six to eight ahead of time and like scheduling them to release and then picking things back up when I get back. And then, yeah, hopefully running with it in law school and having at least once a week. Uh, I think once a week has been good mm-hmm. because that actually, that actually, in terms of podcasting and some things that I've taken away, a lot of it is how much really goes into the editing and the work that that takes. Because, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a one-man team right now. So from getting someone to actually come on, which is I've been not, like, super-duper hard, especially here with my good friends. It's like, yeah, they'll come on. But in terms of scheduling, even that can be a little bit of a – but you get someone on, and then you do what we're doing now of the actual conversation, which that, you know – by far the most enjoyable part of the whole thing. Definitely. But then when I have to go back and listen through to what I've already said, so it's like reliving the conversation yeah. isn't as fun. And so I'm that part I'm not super motivated to do, and so making myself do that and edit, edit it and put it all together, that has been like the one part that, has been a little annoying, mm-hmm. and uh, but has to be done. Maybe that's why like most podcasts never take off. Maybe, Cause maybe because it, yeah, it's one thing to have that conversation and but actually getting it out there. Yeah, that's a good point. And just like hearing, it, yeah, I can imagine it's just like very tedious. All like yeah, you have to put in a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, because it t- probably takes like you know so this is gonna end up being one of the longer podcasts again. But say. Say if it's an hour of um, dialogue, probably takes a little bit over an hour, like maybe an hour ten minutes to for, for me to edit that. Cause you know I'm not doing crazy editing. I'm just taking long pauses out and merging things together. So it's not like it takes all that much longer than the actual time of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Dude, you should do like podcast overseas with just some like random like spanish person that is a great idea just like something different because i think it'll be pretty that's a really good idea their perspectives on life that's a very good idea yeah well yeah but yeah so that's the plan uh keep things going i i would like to maybe uh expand things eventually uh, in terms of in- increasing the audience and getting listeners up mm-hmm. and because you know i'm not really doing a whole lot of promotion outside of posting on instagram and saying hey you guys should go listen um but how do you like grow your base outside of that you know there's there's actually there's helpful materials on the podcast distributing website that i use um with like blogs and ways of promoting and then actually back to the, the tiktok idea i've thought about of like just taking clips and, yeah. but that's the thing i was like i don't do any video of this right now so mm. it's just audio so i guess it's a little different 
people do love like the, the yeah they do of it. yeah they do it, yeah this would uh this would go pretty crazy with some like sound bites little like 10 second clips yeah yeah that would that would be a pretty big hit on the old talk um uh, but yeah to 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 give that a final answer as as long as i have people that are willing to talk to me and conversations that i think are um suitable for being recorded then yeah i'd I'd like to keep doing this yeah you should definitely get some professors on here oh right you could really open this up expand maybe i will definitely do that yeah take it off the steps you're giving me the ideas okay okay yeah i've got a couple that came right to mind when you said that yeah because they i mean like personally i like i want to hear what like Professor Meekek has to say about sure. certain things. Like you get little bits of yeah, like yeah, yeah. stuff from class and well, whatnot, and, but okay. I like I that's something I'd actually like put on while I'm doing something. Yeah, like in real like is that that'll be interesting like conversations. I feel like then oh uh, yeah, cool. Uh, I th- I think that is all that we have for today so jacob thank you again for coming on thanks for having me yeah of course and yeah you guys should all follow jacob's advice and travel and spread your wings and uh, and but besides that we'll see you guys next time